Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds. Drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. From time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Just tell me, I don't know, a good leopard story. I don't know what, what leopard you want to hear about. I don't know, you've had a whole bunch. You've had them your entire life, haven't you? Pretty much. Dad bought his first, or got his first one for, I think, for $10. What year was that? I think around 78, 79. How old were you? Uh, about five, I guess. So pretty much your whole life. Yeah. I was born in, <laughs> born in 72. Those were the first ones I played with. They were, okay. they were white. White? Yeah, they Uh-oh. were white. They weren't registered. That's not good. They, uh... I guess there there was an old guy from Nashville, Illinois, Gus Katowski. He had a dog by the name of Stanowski's Ben, and I think he was directly out of Shiner, but I'm okay. not. But I'm not real sure. It's funny, like we've been so we're at the leopard hunt down here in the Blue Ridge section, uh, the, the cur leopard cur hunt, and uh, so we've been talking a lot of history the last yesterday and today, and it's funny because a lot of these names you guys talk about from the 60s and 70s, if they're not the big guys that, you know, had leopards for 40 years and had big kennels, like, I just don't know, you know. You, know, you, you probably never heard of Stanowski's Ben. No. But you heard of Shiner. <laughs> I have. And he was he was considered Shiner bred. Okay. And I think he was out of Shiner, but I really don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, <clears throat> Gus would be able to sell all the pups except for the ones with white because he couldn't register them if they had yeah. too much. But I think at that time they could be two-thirds white. Yeah. It flip-flopped between <clears throat> a third to two-thirds to I think a third, something like that. And and then uh, he would get them running and treeing. And, then and I mean, na- nowadays it don't seem like a lot of money, but uh, my mom and dad didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. And mm-hmm. he'd, he'd buy them pups for $10 and – Turn around and get them running and treeing and sell them for a hundred and fifty. <laughs> and he, at the time, he, that was a lot of money to him. Yeah. And, and in today's world, you can't even buy a puppy for that half time. No. And uh, well, it, today's world is not messing with a puppy for for mm-hmm. that anywhere anymore. You got that much in shots and feed and everything oh, yeah. else by the time you do it. Definitely. But uh, I guess I guess the first good female that he bought was was from Gus Katowski and her name was Mindy and I'm not sure what about what time frame it'd be I'd say the early 80s because he did that with them pups for a while mm-hmm. and before he actually bought one and he had plots back then and uh so your dad liked off-colored dogs to begin with yeah pretty much <laughs> Well, he, he started out with plots. He bought his first plot from Dale Brandenberger. Okay. And he was 17 years old, already married. And I think uh, my sister was probably either there, ready, or on the way. I'm not <laughs> real sure. And I remember the dog. The dog's name was Rowdy. Wasn't worth a darn, <laughs> he, other than being a pet. But that was yeah. probably because me and my sister played with it all the time. And a big, nice, big dog. And I've heard him tell the story more than once, though. He uh, he had to make payments to buy the dog for, I think it was $150 for the puppy. Mm-hmm. And which at that time, he didn't have $150. And he, yeah. he had to make payments. And he, 
he said Dale Brandenburger didn't know him from Adam or any anything about him and was willing to take credit, you know. Well, that's back in the day when yeah. a man's word was worth something. Yeah. You know, handshake deals were, were commonplace. And he uh, he did that. He uh, he hunted dogs for Dale Brandenburger. Then Dale would get a – I remember that. He would get uh, – oh, same thing that we do now. We sell pups, and mm -hmm. if they don't turn out for that person, we try to buy them back and try to give them another chance or put them in somebody's yep. hands. Because a lot of times they just don't get hunted. Oh, yeah. And so he, he did that for Dale for, for a while. But he always said that when he was hunting the plots, he had to have two dogs, mm -hmm. one to tree, one to run track, because mm -hmm. he couldn't ever get one that was do it, all. do it all and really good. And then Mindy, I guess he got her in the early 80s, and he bought her from Gus Katowski, and I guess she was the first dog that he actually had Yeah, that, that uh, was really nice. And that's what really made him switch, huh? That's what made him switch. Well, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, we didn't do that no, yet. No, we didn't do that yet. Oh, Bill Baster. Some people know me, some people don't. And who else do we have over here? Caden Baster. You act like this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and your dad is Dean. Yes. <clears throat> so you guys have been involved in leopards, like you said, for a long time. I think he started going to the Leopard World Hunt in 85 or 86 because he, he bought a female from Ron Gannis, um, Art Valley Queen, but she came from Gary Sparks and originally came from Billy Williams. Okay. Um, she was, uh, uh, if I had her papers in front of me, I could tell you who she was out of, but she was out of, uh, I wanted to say she was out of Matt Dillon, but. That okay. doesn't seem correct, though. I'm, I'm not real sure, so I guess I probably shouldn't have said. But okay, um, we still got her papers, though. I could look. That's cool. Yeah, but, uh, so <clears throat> she. And the funny thing about her papers was there's there's dogs on her papers, but they didn't even know who they were. Yeah. So it's just left blank. Yep, a lot of unknown. And that's why over the years, whenever people start spouting about, you know what. Them dogs don't look right, or they got too much hound in them. Well, mm -hmm. that's probably what them dogs were that were blank on them pedigrees years ago. You know, especially the Midwest dogs. Yeah, they probably were hounds. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's all. The, the that breed, could come back. The breed as a whole is not very old. Like as far as a registered, traced breed, that's what a lot of people like. They don't realize is, you know, would Richard start the registry the early sixties? Believe. Yeah, something like that. I'm not so, sure. Early 60s to now is not that long. There's people that have bred tight and, you know, breed generations pretty close. But at the same point, you got people that still have semen from dogs 20, 30 years ago. So, it's, and those dogs, heck, probably five, six generations back, you know, you're, you're back to foundation stock. So, it's really not that far back. No, it, I mean, it could easily pop up on, on certain things, mm -hmm. especially if the genes line up the right way. Yeah. So um, I guess the one that irritated me the most was uh, um, when people would say stuff about Archie Reardon's Ebo dog. Okay. Um, I've heard over the years about how he had to be half English. Well, I'm pretty sure he had the correct pedigree and where he come from. A dog that Bob Waters had by the name of Spuds. Um, he was up pretty close in Ebo's pedigree. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where exactly he was, but he wasn't that far back. But 
I knew of dogs that my dad had seen that looked like an English mm -hmm. that came out of spuds. Okay. <clears throat> so, I've heard that before, so. So, it, I mean, stuff like that popping up, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Well, there's a few lines that I've seen walker-looking dogs, and I'm, not, and I'm not saying the people that bred them were wrong. They're heavy line bred on a certain line of dogs, and all of a sudden this walker-looking dog pops out, and it's like, it's somewhere back there. Yeah. And you line breed on it. Well, I, I think the biggest problem, well, I think the biggest problem that the ALBA had with, with a lot of people is they spout the jealousy thing, mm -hmm. but I think it's mostly of lack of knowledge. Yeah. Then it is people being jealous, and then the, they take it the wrong way mm -hmm. when somebody says something about it. it, it it's just my opinion, though. Mm -hmm. Well, you were the president for how long? I guess two years. Okay, I thought it was longer than that. No. I, I, well, I've been involved since I was probably, well, I was involved. I wasn't really involved when Dad was involved when I was younger. I just went along. Mm -hmm. And hunted a dog for him, and I let him, him and his buddies were the, in the politics. I kind of stayed out of it. Okay. And then I, I started hauling mail, and I quit for about eight years. And then I started up again, I don't know, I guess my late 20s, with a dog by the name of Double Tug that Dad gave me. Okay. Dad owned him with Rex Laker. I've seen him in quite a few pedigrees, and looking back on stuff. Well, he, Dad owned him with Rex Laker, and then I, uh, he gave me his half, so then I owned him with Rex Laker. But, mm -hmm. And Rex will even tell you that his ownership was mostly wanting to use him if he wanted to breed him. Yeah. And uh, he knew I couldn't part with the dog very long, so he wouldn't keep him very <laughs> long either. And, well, tell me a, bit, a little bit about him then. Well, he wasn't really a flashy coon dog, but he was honest. And you cut him loose, and he was he was a lot like smoke that we hunt now. You cut him loose, and he was going to get treed. He he had one one good asset about him was you cut him loose, and if coon weren't moving, he'd swing out about four or five hundred yards, and he would check back in. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't want to keep hunting, you better catch him. Okay, because he was going to be under a tree then somewhere. Yeah, so then he'd get gone. Yeah. And back then we didn't. Uh, Hang on, we can stop. Let's go back to. Tell me about more about Double Tug. Well, I could tell whatever he was doing, um, and that it, it, he would have been a good one for me if, uh, um, if UKC would have um, brought the leopards in as hounds mm -hmm. when I had him, because I, I think I could have did some some real winning with him. Okay, and he. Uh, <clears throat> He kind of had a little bit of a jealousy streak when it came to, I mean, he loved hunting with other dogs, mm -hmm. but he couldn't let him get first tree. <laughs> and he was a really good pup trainer because he would actually come back and get them. That's and, not normal to be that competitive and a good pup trainer. Well, that's kind of what made him um, good as competitive, though, is because if another dog got, because he, he was a good pup trainer until that pup got better than him on the tree. <laughs> if they got first tree on him, he was done hunting with them. Okay. After that, he was, you know, mm -hmm. on his own. And he, he was the same way with a, with a full-grown hound. Gotcha. And he was, if he actually hunted with other dogs, I mean, he was not the fastest. Mm -hmm. um, he, if I was to hunt him with smoke, he would be, he, there's no comparison on track speed. 
smoke would beat him to the tree, you know, every okay. time. And <clears throat> but he could treat more coons than smoke. Gotcha. And uh, smoke's dog you got now hunting, right? Yes. And he is qualified for the tournament champions, isn't he? Yes. That's I thought. That's where Logan will be taking it next next month. Yep. And actually, he's got two what half siblings. Both of them are qualified. What? Yeah. But one of them is a full uh, sm- uh, bacon and smoker. Okay. And then Havoc's a half, half brother. Half, yeah. That's what I thought. So Lucky Luke's putting his mark on the on the leopard breed, even in the grave. He is in the, <clears throat> on those three. I wish there was a really nice female in uh, um, Jason Wilson owned her down in Georgia, mm-hmm. and she didn't hunt like the males did though. She she actually hunted more like I. I liked, uh, uh, mm-hmm. she hunted around you and with you and along with you and she got treed quick. Yeah. And I know he really liked her. Yeah. She was a nice dog. We, I only hunted with her one time. I talked to him about her and he, he was pretty high on that dog. He really liked her. And, uh, I think she died from milk fever or something. something. After, after she raised some pups, I know yeah. she died. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. But as far as I know, she was really the only female that turned out, uh, mm-hmm. There were some other ones that made mediocre dogs, yeah, but not really good dogs like those like those four did. Okay, and it could be that they just didn't get hunted enough too. But I know of one that I think got hunted pretty hard, and and she didn't. Uh, she would run in tree, mm-hmm. but she was never nothing special. Gotcha. And uh, can't if you if you can at least, if a male dog can at least produce dogs that'll run in tree. I mean, can't throw the next superstar. For every every puppy can't be the next superstar. Oh, I, I I know <clears throat> it's uh well don't you read the don't you get on the internet? Yeah, it seems like everybody's got superstars in every kennel. Sure, <laughs> everyone thinks I do because I can just take a good picture. <laughs> no, they're not superstars. I just can take a good picture. I can tell you, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, we we don't uh, we don't produce a. According to what I read, anyways, we don't produce the percentages that a lot everybody else does. Oh, okay. We have a lot of calls. <laughs> Either that or they just don't meet my standards. Mm-hmm. Could be that everybody else has got lower standards. That's very possible. <laughs> well, let's talk some history because, like I said, you've been involved with these leopard dogs for a long time. So we were just talking a little bit outside about the first world hunt. I don't know when the first world hunt was. Um, it was. I know it was probably. Well, they they had some hunts, some get-togethers that Richard Brooks would tell me about. Um, and he, like I told you, he'd be a good one for you to talk to. Um, they had them down in Southern Missouri. I'm not exactly sure if somebody told me the name, I'd remember it. But uh, Richard tells me the story about how, because he's a painter. Okay. He, uh, yeah, he he can he would paint portraits of people's dogs for them. So wow. he'd, he'd paint all day. Yeah, I've got a really nice uh, painting that he made me of uh, like an old style um, cabin, mm-hmm. like a country store yeah. where everybody gathered around selling hides. And it, I mean, it is, it's a beautiful painting that he made me. And, uh, well, I don't know if he made it for me, but he sold it to, or he didn't <laughs> sell it to me. He gave it to me. I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate that. But uh, he he said he'd paint all day. And hunt all night. He said he never got no sleep the whole time they'd be there. And That's awesome. then at some point, 
They started the world hunt at the TiVo section at Clinton, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And that was at Melvin Childers, and that's where Dad started going. Okay. And they, they had the uh, ale. Well, actually, I guess originally it was the ACBA, which, the, you know, that's who the Blue Ridge mm-hmm. still recognizes is the ACBA. Yeah. And Which is American Curb Breeders Association, which is what Richard McDuffie first, first started. Yeah. And... Well, I guess when Billy Williams bought the registry from him, would be my guess, is probably why they started that first the world hunt there in Clinton. Okay. And but I I actually never met Billy Williams because he never came to any of the world hunts when I was a kid growing up and mm-hmm. coming to them. It was it was a lot of different guys back then. Red Martin mm-hmm. and Steve Ingram would come in from Ohio. Um. One year. A guy, I think he was from Ohio too. His name was Art Tom. Or I think it was Art Tom Thomas or something like that. And he came in and he had a strip bar and brought his strippers with him. <laughs> Kept them in the van. They came inside the 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 shed there and there where Melvin had it and Melvin made him take them back out to the van. So getting a little wild. They they had some pretty interesting things going on years ago too. That's funny. Never heard any of those stories. He, his, I hunted with his boy that night, and uh, he's packing a nice dog. He had a mm-hmm. nice leopard dog. I don't remember the breeding on it anymore, but I'd say probably the the nicest leopard dogs that I hunted with out there, though, were probably Burl Keeter's. Burl Keeter had a Jack, a dog by the name of Jack. Okay. And Jack was I hunted with him, I think, three times. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Trouble just walked in the door. We're going to get him on here, too. Who is it? Oh, my gosh. Well, his, uh, he had a handler. Um, Bill, I can't think of what his last name. Bill London was his name. And Bill was an extremely nice guy. And I think I hunted with him two or three times with the jack dog. And I'll honestly tell you, I never won. <laughs> that jack was a nice dog. Okay. And... Uh, I actually would would have liked. I've called a few different people that that are in that area where uh, um, where Viral Keeter was from, and I'm told that all those dogs have disappeared now. It's a shame. There was a leopards used to be so widespread. And- well, there there was a lot of dogs in Oklahoma, and when we were down in at what uh, the hunt that uh, uh, Bob, uh, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> I don't know if you figured that out yet, but I'm until I think about it. But I'm terrible at names. Um, but they put on the leopard bowl. Yeah, Bob's probably going to listen to this and think that we're good buddies. And I forgot his name. <laughs> um, but they put on the leopard bowl, and we were down there. The different ones that came, they'd put it on at Tahlequah. Okay. And uh, they, uh, I, different ones that came in. I asked, you know, what there was some of them that came in that knew Burl. Yeah. But nobody knew where any of the dogs were anymore, and they said they all disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I talked to uh, a guy called me looking for a dog, and he was Verl's neighbor. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I said, you're in the area that had some of the best leopards that I'd been to the woods with. Yeah. And he said that they just basically said they can't be found no more. Because, like you said, you talk about these old dogs, and then you occasionally see an old picture, an old pedigree, and it's like, in, dust, in, stu- in dogs today, you don't see any, hardly any of that stuff. It's like these multiple lines just dried up and never got perpetuated. 
So it's, it's just a shame to well, see. The speed dog that Rex Laker had, he produced some of the nicest dogs at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and there was a time where the world hunt, the top, the final four, was dominated by dogs that was out of speed. Okay. And uh, and today, most of those, other than going directly through our line. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and at, at that time, there was a lot of dogs that that were that way but people go in different directions and well most of the midwest stuff is from you guys or a good or, or a good portion of very it. concentrated with the group that you've kind of bred with that most of it is concentrated between the dogs that dad dad did with jerry davidson mm -hmm. rex laker and tyree crane okay and uh and mark dresty got his start mm -hmm. directly from dad okay and he bred um, I guess Bob Waters' spuds dog would be in there because Mark bred the spuds. Gotcha. And that's where the Eli come from. And then uh, he bred Eli to uh, uh, an Oakall Valley River bred female mm -hmm. that he got from Tim Michaels. Gotcha. And um, that he called Mocha. And Mocha was a she. I mean, she could tree a coon, but she wasn't necessarily. I mean, she was kind of like what you'd say the mediocre dogs. Mm -hmm. But the dogs that came out of that cross between Eli, you got Whiskey, and you got um, Samson, which is uh, 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 Paul Rosanke had up that he got from Mark. Okay. And uh, and that's where you you know them dogs would come down through. That's where Lucky Lucky Luke come from. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, those are the best dogs in the leopard breed right now, as far mm -hmm. as getting gone and getting a coon treed. Well, you guys are proving it with the. Having th three Lucky Luke puppies qualified for the Tournament of Champions, I think there's, what, seven leopards? Something like that. I don't and know. You know, like I said, three of them were Lucky Luke pups. So Most most people don't mo – it's still the way, though, that most people aren't into the competition stuff. Yeah. But even the ones that say they're not, mm -hmm. I've found that they look at that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I follow it all. I mean, I'm not a big competition hunter, but, I mean, I follow and see who's – Well, I don't, I don't know how many um, – Smoke, smoke has definitely helped trying to put pups in hunters' hands. Mm -hmm. um, without smoke, I'd say there we'd probably would wouldn't be breeding as many females because it wouldn't be as easy to get them in hunters' hands. Yeah, and even the ones that pleasure hunt, you know, they'll, they'll tell me they don't competition hunt, but, mm -hmm. but that's and I'm like, well, then you probably should get a pup out of blue. <laughs> and well, they won't want one out of blue; they want one out of smoke. Yeah. Smokes in the limelight right now. Yep. People want that. Definitely. I'll, I'll try my best to get them. I'm hopefully they turn out. But how many females have you bred with smoke? I don't know how many has it been, Caden. You're not saying anything. You're the one that's supposed to be correcting me when I get off track. I think there's been three litters, right? I think, well, we, I think three litters, but only two different females. Right. Yeah, we bred a female yesterday, Jason Abbott. Well, yep. Should have some pups in a couple months. Cool. And that'll be a little bit different crossing. Well, well, yeah, because he he's got Jug in his mm -hmm. in his pedigree, so that'll be putting some. Yeah. A little bit different. Different. It won't be all Midwest bred. Mm -hmm. And we're we're planning to breed a a female from Richard Johnson to him. So it'll be a. Speaking of Richard Johnson, he's a shy boy. Richard. We're gonna we're gonna pull Richard Johnson in here. Richard's been my buddy for a long time. He's probably gonna be mad that now people know it. 
<laughs> no, I ain't. <laughs> no, I ain't, man. Yeah, Yo, can you hear? Yeah. <laughs> put Chad on here, too. Just put it on speaker. <laughs> no, he ain't told. <laughs> we're talking leopard dogs, Richard. Figured, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Now we're just talking about how uh, Bill's going to cross female from you, uh, Smoke. And let's talk about kind of what you got going on with your dogs, too. I'm looking forward to the cross. I bred mine so much for bear and everything, it'll probably add a little bit more of the coon dog mm-hmm. blood into them. I'm not hunting with him once he gets that because he's got a, a female pup out of smoking. I'm not, I'm not going to his house because I like to come and hunt with Richard. Yeah. I try to every couple of years. But, yeah. But he gets that pup going and she hunts like smoke. I'm not going. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, what he don't understand is when he's not there, I'll be driving the side by side within 100 yards of him. <laughs> But like you walk, to, you walk hunt when he comes. Yeah, up. I like to get him out there and show him East Tennessee rights. You know, she's <laughs> she's gonna be treated in the Smoky Mountains National Forest, and he's gonna be telling me about how we can't go in there. But just stay tight in the truck, and if the game warden shows up, it'd you be don't okay. Know and he don't know nothing. <laughs> but you've kind of got a. We, we were talking last night because we rode out to the woods together. You kind of have crossed a couple different lines. Well, yeah, together. Yeah, I got in these leopards years ago. Actually, I told you last night, just buying one from $10 <laughs> on the lake above my house. $10, that seems to be yeah. a common amount back then. Yeah. Only bad thing, I was supposed to get papers and never did. So <laughs> I, my first leopard was a great dog. But um, I took the old stuff that I bred so many years and bred over Mike Toast stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, L.D. Myers. Is that what Lily mostly is, is Mike Toast? Uh, well, let's see. Well, you caught me on the spot. I have to think what Lily's out of. She, yeah. She yeah. got a Cheyenne and, and my old stock. So, yeah, she ain't got well, Chi- Cheyenne is a cross of Mike. That's Mike's. That's full Mike. Oh, good. That was full Mike? Yeah. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if Cheyenne was one of the the pups out of. Uh, and that's Lexi and Hammers. And okay. It was out of uh, the Toth and the um, Scout. Now. Gotcha. So, it's it's not got any bone holler Scout except okay. what Smoke puts in it. Gotcha. She, he's kind of a little bit of a crossed up Midwest with some other stuff. He's half Midwest, and then uh, I've been telling people because a, a lot of his dogs went back uh, far enough back, you go back to Rex Bowers stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been, I mean, Smoke is like super fast on track. So I, I've been giving Rex credit for that. I've yeah. been telling people that I think that's where it probably come from. Mm-hmm. And because growing up, that's all I heard. But you know how fast Rex Bowers is bred yeah. dogs fast on track. I've heard that, and, and actually uh, I did one of these with Wayne Hensley, and he bear hunts dogs that came from Rex, and that's kind of what he says is, you know, his dogs can outrun some of the hounds that he hunts with. I, I've never had a dog to catch 40, 50 coon on the ground like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 he caught so many coon on the ground last year, it was a flaw when you're trying <laughs> to competition hunt a dog. Yeah. Because you, you your, your other cast members will not let you go into a direction that a dog's not treating. Not treating or or not barking. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we knew what he was doing. Yeah. We knew that he had it caught on the ground. And Logan kind of worked a little bit with him to get him calmed down. And he ended up getting coonhound paralysis, and I think that's oh, what geez. slowed him down the most. And But he still probably caught 20 this year after recovering from mm-hmm. that. Well, good that you got him recovered. I've heard some bad things about that. We've had over the years, we had one or two of them die from it. Mm-hmm. But he he bounced back. We we put him on uh, prednisone and gave him vitamins, and he bounced back faster than anything I've ever seen. That's great. 
So, well, it seems like Henry wants to start hollering. So, I think we'll probably end up wrapping this thing up a little earlier than I normally like to. But well, that's good enough. <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming on here, Caden. Thanks for all your input. <laughs> He's the legs. <laughs> Got to have legs to go go after a dog. But you guys are going to an RQE tonight, so good luck. Thank you. So, if it ain't snowing, <laughs> yeah. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.